Hello and welcome to Neighborhood Watch. Uh, I'm your host, Michael Giannis. Uh, today I'm joined by my friend, Cameron DeMille. How you doing, Cameron? Uh, good. How about you? Awesome. I'm doing great. Uh, so today we watched episode 115. <laughs> We're keeping up the... <laughs> You know, as as I mentioned last time, we we got to jump around a bit, but we will cover them all eventually, all four thousand. Um, before we get into it though, uh, Cameron, what's like your history with Sesame Street? Um, I want to say I started watching when I was probably three or four. I would uh, I don't remember how often it came on, but when it did, I was there to watch it. And You're I probably into watched it. it. Yeah, I probably watched it for a few years. Okay. Just on, like, PBS. Did you have a favorite? Did you, like... I know a lot of kids are into Elmo. I hear he's big. Yeah, I def... De- Elmo was definitely my favorite. I had one of the little Elmo... I think it was, like, a Tickle Me Elmo or whatever. Classic. yep. Yeah. All right. So this episode was Kermit Croon's Being Green, episode 115. Uh, first aired January 17th, 1970. Uh, still a lot of the same things. Uh, the opening's still the same with those little clay monsters. Do you have any opinions about those little clay guys? They came up. They've been uh, a very divisive. I like, I like that they kept it the same for all of these years. Okay. So Gordon's Gordon's still with us. Still the probably the best human character. Um, you know, still still sporting the mutton chops, real good. Uh, this time they they're they're with the kids. His wife's there. Uh, wife wants to go on a drive. Uh, so they don't have a car though. It's Sesame Street. Or they they walk everywhere. It's it's a city. Well, I would. I mean, they they decide because you know they don't have a car. They go with their imagination. <laughs> with the help of the kids. Oh, with the help of the kids, of course. Without the kids, it wouldn't have been a very fun trip. They're the fount of imagination. Yeah. <laughs> you lose it. What age do you lose your imagination? I would say the second you leave elementary school. Yeah, that sounds about right. I think. Once you they hand you that like worthless little like certificate, I think in that handshake you pass on your yeah. <laughs> uh, so th- so they arrange their their chairs into like a car little little arrangement, um, and then we're we're taken into our first animation. Uh, more numbers. It's the return of Clumsy Chef. Uh, this time it's ten. Uh, Ten's good because you get it's, you get the whole thing. I like because I'm I'm just in love with the sound of those kids singing. It's so good. They, I think those kids have perfect pitch. I would bet on it. Yeah. Sesame Street, they they went straight to the top. How much so, yeah. do you think they paid the kids? I think they just gave him lunch. Just <laughs> lunch? Yeah. They I cost... hope it wasn't like a, like a fake lunch, like in the car. Right. So, yeah, when we return, they've, they've already eaten lunch. They've had their picnic. Uh, we don't see them eating. They're, they're packing it up, and so... We we were we were a little concerned that maybe the lunch was imaginary too, <laughs> maybe add some dark undertones to this. Yeah. <laughs> but that's all in our heads. Um, during the car skate, we we learned about stop signs. Got to see a lot of the good, you know, improvisation by the actors. He is Gordon is great. Yeah, he's 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 an old pro at this point. Oh yeah, it is. I forget that it's episode 115 by now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like he's always been good, but now this is—he's at home on Sesame Street. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do they have an episode every day? Is that how they got to 115, or is that like 115 weeks worth of Sesame Street? I'd have, it would absolutely have to be one episode every weekday. 
Okay. <laughs> yeah. Because, I mean, with how much stuff they recycle, like, I, that, that, that explains it. Yeah. Because we do see, not to get ahead of ourselves, but we do see the return of a couple animations. Not not as many as the last as the last episode. You can tell that like as they get more in the bank, like they don't have to repeat as often. Yeah. Which which I can see. Yeah. But we, there there are a few repeats. Um, but I, I'm definitely I'm more positive than I was last time. Last time I was a little worried that they were going to be showing the same thing over and over. Uh, but there's there's enough new stuff to hear to keep me interested. <laughs> <laughs> in 4,000 episodes. Okay, so uh, after that... Oh, the stop sign, that's all. I guess it's like follow directions. That's the lesson there. Yeah. It's an important one. That's been a common theme as well. There was a follow the leader scene that we've seen before. Uh, Sesame Street, definitely big into the uh, submitting to authority theme. <laughs> yeah. Then a new animation for O, just in our classic, like this weird, like surreal words yeah. that sound like O. Lots of rhyming. Good stuff. Fun to look at. Very pretty. Are you? How do you feel about the animations in general? Um, I per- I really enjoyed the animations. Uh huh. I liked that it was so different from the style of the show. Yeah. I think it really had this contrast that, like you said, it kept me interested and it kept me drawn in, and I really wanted to watch. I wish that I could have seen a few more of those animations thrown in there. Yeah, because they're, they're just, like, short little bite-sized little bits of, like, flair. Yeah. They're fun. Because as opposed to some of the live-action stuff, let's be honest, it, it, it drags on a little bit. Yeah. As much as I enjoy uh, uh, Gordon's Gordon's skills, it, 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 <laughs> he's only got so much that he can work with when it's, you know, three toddlers and a animal. <laughs> uh, but after that, we, we go into... There's not... There's not one classic songs in this episode, but there's two. We see the debut of two classic songs. Yeah. Uh, the first one, Who Are the People in Your Neighborhood? Uh, it was a garbage man and a barber, I think. Yeah. I was a little thrown off by the barber. I thought he was going to give him scissors. He gave him gave him the, like, red, red the, and white. The pole The thing? skinny thing, yeah. Yeah. I guess, like, no, like, sharp objects on set. Yeah. <laughs> That, that you can only want to cut up a puppet, yeah. <laughs> that can only be my assumption. Um, that was enjoyable. Uh, definitely, I, I forgot that I forgot I knew that song, so it was nice to hear it again. Yeah, the little description. I immediately knew what song that was going to be. Yeah. Would, I feel like wasn't that song on like Mr. Rogers? I is that the name? I want to say I've heard it there before. I'm gonna. Oh God, I'm so ashamed because I because Mr. Rogers is like totally my thing. I don't know if that ever made the jump. Like it, it totally sounds like it. There was definitely a neighborhood song. Yeah, there was a neighborhood song. I don't remember if it's that exact song or not. Now I gotta find out afterwards. Um, maybe that's our next project. Every every <laughs> Mr. Rogers. That would be. I would be into that, big time. Absolutely. But let's not. <laughs> we got. We got. We got our work cut out for us. Uh, after the the people in your neighborhood, um, there was a weird, probably my least favorite animation yet. The two dudes on top of the V. I don't know if, I don't know if you <laughs> were yelling at each other. <laughs> <laughs> that was the first issue. Is the yelling was it was not enjoyable, and they were <laughs> really the the most pointless animation that I've seen yet. Like you don't really learn anything 
You're just standing on top of a V yelling things vaguely, re- like, tangentially related to V. Yeah, like, uh, he... <laughs> I can name ten things that start with the letter V, and then it cuts, and he doesn't <laughs> name any of the things. Not a single thing. Uh, luckily, the old V animation is there to save the day. Uh, the one that I've seen before, Cameron, this was new to you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then they threw in another quick one of just... This one... <laughs> It was it was novel just in how short and to the point it was. Uh, it was the violin like little quick <laughs> clip. A dude just yeah. says a dude just says violin, and that guy tries to play the violin. He cuts it in half, and then the word violin is said, and then it's over. It's about ten seconds total. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, there was the bit about the license plates back with Gordon. He's talking to his kid, explaining about license plates. Uh, Gordon goofs up a little bit in this scene. Yeah. <laughs> Slight mistake. Like I'm, I'm totally for the the easygoing, carefree attitude that we're taking with these live action scenes. But come <laughs> on, Gordon. If you can't remember which way you're flipping the the license plates, come on, man. Care about, come on. Care about your work. Another thing that like, I can see, I can see where they're trying to make a connection between these scenes, um, but it's a lot more tenuous than it has been in the previous episodes. I don't know if you noticed, because you you did make a comment that like the transitions between each of the things are a little abrupt. Yeah, they're <laughs> like to the point where if they paused for like another second, it would have seemed fine. Mm-hmm. There have been no big deal. Or like later in the episode, he brings up what does he say? Where he kind of transitions, he says something, and then it goes to the next slide. Right. Like he so, mentions Ernie, I think. Yeah. So that's the thing is in the previous episodes, it's been a lot more fluid, or, like, there was, like, more of a storytelling arc to it. Now it's just, there'll, there'll be a scene, and then the very last line of the scene will be, oh, hey, look, I see a letter <laughs> off yeah. in the distance, or, hey, I wonder what Ernie is up to. And sometimes we didn't even get that. It was just straight yeah. end of the scene, no pause, <laughs> beginning of a new animation or a yeah. new scene. Like, you can see where the writers were trying at it, like, they started in the car, then they went to license plates. The license plates had letters on them. Like, it's a good attempt. I'm I'm sure it made sense on an outline, but <laughs> as they were filling it in, kind of lost the thread. Yeah. Um, right. it, you ha- you brought that up, and I didn't even realize that the cars were related to the to the license plates. Yeah, no, I only... Because of how abrupt the transitions were. I only put those two together when they're sitting next to each other in my notes. <laughs> I do take diligent notes during each of these. It should be noted in your notes, which I assume you are taking, listener, during Yes, these. I did, in fact, take notes. I mean, it took me, like, five minutes before I was like, oh, okay, this is long enough that I should... I'm not going to be able to remember everything. I need to put this stuff down. Yeah. All right, so uh, after that, um, <clears throat> our first animal... Uh, there's two animals in this episode. Gordon has become a real nature... A, a real, <laughs> real nature boy. Um, what was it? It's like a a a bear. Uh, oh, like it was a, a honey bear. Honey bear, yeah. <laughs> he calls it <laughs> he calls it a swinging honey bear. <laughs> to to our delight and the children's, perhaps for different reasons. The the honey bear eats a banana for quite a long time. Really, just going to town on that nana. <laughs> that was that was really that whole scene. Besides, <laughs> maybe like 
like Gordon trying to fill noises in. Yeah, Gordon to make sounds and talking. <laughs> it was really just this bear eating a banana. <laughs> there were words related to a honey bear and banana, but <laughs> as far as filling for time, uh, I'm giving Gordon a C on this one. <laughs> just doing the bare minimum. Uh, and that's that's an, and here we have another one of the very tenuous transitions. He said, you know, the honey bear. Boy, he really likes this banana. You know, Ernie really likes cookies. <laughs> and then cut to <laughs> Ernie's basement. He's got a glass of milk. No cookie. He's got to go get the cookie. Um, if you're if you're as on point as we are, you too have figured out what's going to happen in this scene. Um, I'll give you some time to in Sesame Street style. You, you here's a little time. Figure out what's going to happen. Ernie walks away from a glass of milk. What's going to happen on Sesame Street? Cameron, have you figured it out? Um, the Cookie Monster is going to come, obviously. How'd you know that? How'd you uh, know cookies, that? Cookie Monster. He's, the Cookie oh, is in the name. name. Oh, it's his name. Oh, I thought I thought, I thought that was like a family name that he just like... <laughs> okay. That makes a lot more sense. Uh, he drinks the milk is what happens. And then Ernie, not so hot on that. He doesn't, he doesn't see it happen. So he goes back, I gotta get, get more milk. Cookie Monster eats the cookie. Stupid Cookie Monster. Yeah. Cookie Monster's a jerk. Yeah. He's a good character. Like, he's... Uh, maybe maybe right next to Kermit and Bert. I like a lot of, I like a lot of the puppets. I gotta admit. Yeah. They have <laughs> very nice personalities. They all yeah. fill their role well. <laughs> Oscar, too. Oscar's very good. It's a very good scene with Oscar later. Um, but, yeah. The this, this scene plays out, you know... Ernie, the 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 good bit is when Cookie Monster is is thankful to Ernie, and Ernie's not having it. <laughs> Cookie Monster's getting real lovey dovey. Uh, it's it's a it's it's some good physical comedy with hands inside puppets. <laughs> Big Bird makes an appearance in the in the next scene during. Uh, <laughs> still dumb. Big Bird's still dumb. That is still his thing. <laughs> this is. I thought that would change, but apparently, that is a continuous character trait. Um, he's drawn some pictures. He. It, what? What? What is Big Bird? Uh. He is. He's I a mean, bird. Avian. With... Avian for sure. It, it's in the yes. name. Large. Large avian creature. Is, is I there would any... characterize him as dumb and scary. <laughs> he's yeah, you... frightening to me. You were not, you were not fond of his design. No, I I think it was his eyes, really, and I mean the fact that he was like two feet taller than Susanna or Susan. What's her name? Is it Susan or Susanna? I can't remember. It could be anything. Yeah. <laughs> I've I've not learned anyone's name besides Gordon. So yeah, Big Bird. He's drawn a collection of pictures, each one, and it's sort of like a timeline, little puzzle that we've got to put together. Um. I did not trust Big Bird's ability to succeed at this task, given his given his history. Let's be honest. Well, I actually haven't seen his history mm-hmm. since this is my first episode. I really don't know how dumb he was in the last two. Yeah, the, the it is a little more downplayed in this. Um, <laughs> the, what's happening here is a lot more um, just sort of playful dumbness between the actor and Big Bird. <laughs> say, are you sure that goes there? I don't know. 
that sort of thing. It's it's I'm sure the kids like it. Whatever. It's not for me. None well, of this. Well, in the end, he gets it right. So <laughs> he does. Yeah, he gets both of the puzzles right. Um, there's like a baseball one and like a a painting one. Yeah. So good on him. A plus, gold star, gold star for Big Bird. Um, and then the return of another classic skit, three for three on this one as well. <clears throat> um, Billy and and Joe are back. Is it Joe? Jeff? Jim? Billy and Jim. <laughs> Billy and Jim are back. <laughs> classic. Unfor- can, can't forget them. Unforgettable. <laughs> um, more shoe troubles this time. Um, you weren't there. Uh, they had shoe troubles last time getting... Big shoes in a big box, little shoes in a little box. Um, these guys really struggle with footwear, apparently. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's tricky. I used to have trouble. I didn't learn to tie my shoes till I was, I think, in the second grade. Yeah, I, I, I was similarly late on, on that train as well. <laughs> um, thank God for slip-ons, man. No yeah. shoelaces. Those no Velcro sketchers? Yeah. Those were the best. Top-notch. With the lights and stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Get some good brands on there. Got yeah. to sell some winners. Uh, so, so Cameron, how many different ways do you think there are to wear shoes incorrectly? Um, well, don't answer that because Buddy and Jim have found more ways <laughs> than you are about to say. They have found so many ways that there is not time to accurately solve this. Just when they've, when they've reached the point that the shoes are on the correct feet, the socks are underneath... Everything's correct. They tie them together. It's very. It feels very much like the director has given up, as as the scene just fades to black with no resolution on on the shoelaces tied together. Um. So that was that was a nice saving grace of another Buddy and Jim scene that has gone on too long. Um, a lot of a lot of the live action scenes are are filling time in a way that it's it's it's. It's it's rubbing me the wrong way. Like the show could probably be closer to like forty minutes, forty five minutes. Almost definitely. Yeah. It would benefit. And they wouldn't have to recycle. It's yeah. It's 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 a little baffling that it's an hour long. Next is Bert and Ernie. Uh, they're back. They're, there's similar antics. Ernie's being weird. Bert's 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 not having it. <laughs> But of course, it, he's looking for Ernie's looking for the phone. It's ringing. He's looking through a pile of stuff. You know, none of those things are phones. Come on, Ernie. My favorite was the, of course, the banana. Yeah. When he pulls the banana out of the box. Yeah. This is the classic Burton Ernie twist, <laughs> where <laughs> Ernie does indeed hear something coming through the banana, and as he passes it to Bert, who hears nothing, he answers the phone, and. Well, I don't want to spoil it. That's we're gonna save that one for you as a treat for you kids. Yeah. Um, watch it yourself to see just how they they turn that one on its head. <laughs> <laughs> then we go to another puppet scene. Uh, Oscar, he's he's feeling he's down. He's not happy, but it's not for for the traditional reasons. He's unhappy because he has nothing to be unhappy about. And how do you solve that? Well, you find something to make you unhappy well where would i go for that what i don't like they don't sell unhappiness at a store like i can't i don't know any unhappy people i'm the unhappiest person i know by far well you've clearly forgotten the dial a grouch what what's that number 
<laughs> do you want to just play out the rest of this? Do you just want to <laughs> give our <laughs> audio radio radio show interpretation? So he calls the calls the dial a grouch. The number Nine, is indeed yeah, 97 654 321. <laughs> Which I as as they read it out in number form, I was like, "Oh man, I'm going to write this down so I can call it on the show. It'll be a good goof." It seems to be a wrong number. He, he gets the wrong guy. It, it's a good it's a good twist. He he keeps it up well. He plays the part well. Uh, Gordon is just hanging out at the side like he does with a lot of the puppet skits. Just watching the puppets you know, talk to no one. <laughs> I enjoyed that part. So yeah, Dialogue Grouch is good. Oscar continues to be very charismatic and sympathetic, in my opinion. Still orange, yeah. by the way. You're yeah. a little thrown off. I don't like it. it. Looks like someone vomited all over him. It does. Coming out of the trash can, it does not help his image. Yeah. Um, hopefully we'll be seeing that go away in the coming hundred episodes or so. <laughs> um <laughs> After that is Roosevelt Roosevelt Franklin. This puppet has a full name, full person name. This was my favorite part. Really? My favorite skit of the entire episode, yeah. The song and everything, the the dance. Yeah, the as Gordon would put it, this was really swinging. <laughs> the puppet dance is very good. They they work the camera well. He's singing it's another number song. You're learning your numbers by the ages. Some maybe a little lazy in the in the lyrics yeah. department, <laughs> rhyming three with knee. Um, but I appreciate the effort, and it was very sincere. Roosevelt Franklin gets a gets an A+. Plus. Yeah. I hope and, to see him back soon. And then the legendary, timeless classic. You, you, you recognize the scene as soon as it starts. We, we got silent as, as we saw it to take it in. Uh, Kermit's in the middle of a forest, a dark little like forest set, and he and he and he spills his, his pathos out for us. Yeah, it's not easy being green. <laughs> um, song still holds up. It's still a very good song. Yeah, I thought this was the most meaningful part of the episode. Things got kind of deep. Yeah, it's yeah, a I good. Kind of, yeah, I interpreted it as like, you know, he's saying green, but in reality, this is kind of like a you know, colored people type thing. Like, right. just because of the color, I mean, you can still be who you want to be regardless of that. Yeah. Yeah, and that was, I think, the message that the song was trying to portray. Yeah, it's a good... I always like things like this in shows like this, where, you know, apparently, where, like, one of the writers, one of the creators has some sort of spark of genius, and he thinks, I've got to get this into the show. I know it doesn't, like, match the rest of the tone, but, like, right in the middle of this, like, goofy goofy show there's a little heart yeah a little creativity a little earnest <laughs> it's very nice um but then <laughs> cut to a turtle <laughs> <laughs> just a, a full screenshot of a turtle and gordon uh, doing his best turtle impression <laughs> um slowly um lethargically i'm gonna say i'm sorry gordon but that you are not. I get the I get the thematic symmetry that you're going for, in being so, so slow with this. But he's just describing a turtle. It's not a tortoise. Don't get him confused. <laughs> yeah. Cameron, do you remember what separates a turtle from a tortoise? A uh, turtle is on land, and tortoises they live in the sea and they swim. 
You, have have right? you literally gotten it backwards? Have I? I honestly <laughs> don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> this is the problem with Gordon's delivery. It may have well been the other way around. I'm no, I'm no amphibiologist, but <laughs> one thing's for sure: this scene has no value. <laughs> I'm not a fan. And uh, do all turtles slash tortoises look that upset? He that was an angry reptile. <laughs> you know, I'm not so good at picking up emotions from animals, but I believe that was a particularly disinterested <laughs> turtle. Um, after that, um, E for egg. That was a ten, another 10 second, like the violin scene. Uh, that had a good payoff as well. The punchline yeah. to that one. Um, if <laughs> an ostrich <laughs> coming out of an egg, it says moo. The, the rhythm of it is very, very good. Um, whoever's doing those, those little bits, whoever's the creative force behind those, they've got good comedic timing Yeah. to make that work. Um, then we see another E video. Um, this one I've seen before. Uh, you were a big fan, uh, especially just of like the look of it. Yeah. It had this like watercolor pastel. Uh, very nice to look at. Very pretty, very very surreal kind of. <laughs> like, Juxt- uh, yeah. <laughs> Juxtaposed to the next to the <laughs> next immediate uh, skit uh, entitled "Noises." Now this. Total contrary to the meaningful Kermit the Frog song that we heard earlier. This no meaning whatsoever. I this is, this don't is know what farce. to make of this. This is outrageous. <laughs> um, that a little kid is going on a walk with his mother, and you see in his hand he's got some sort of like eye eyewear glasses. So it's not like normal looking glasses. They've, they've got like tubes on them. They're like rainbow colored. Um, you know, and, like um. In National Treasure, the the Benjamin Franklin glasses that he finds at some point. Yes. You know the the red. They were like that, but seventies ish. Yeah. They're kind of <laughs> hip and stylish. Yeah, I would I would actually compare it to if Fisher Price made <laughs> Benjamin Franklin <laughs> glasses, that's what they would look like. Um, but when the kid puts them on, he he puts them on in response to hearing a sound, and when he puts them on, it doesn't. I, I thought where this was going, it was just like. He puts them on and it's fun and he sees the thing. But no, it it makes the thing appear. It's not exactly the mechanics behind this. I'm sure it's explained in like expanded universe novels, uh, the exact mechanics behind these magic glasses, which are clearly like the most powerful item. These are the infinity gems of the Sesame verse. <laughs> um, <laughs> when he puts them on, it's not clear if if it reveals invisible things or if it makes if it like procures them out of thin air either way there's some slick editing as you know things like an ice cream truck a bicycle a bird just materialize (laughs) it's the most it's the most not uh, it's out there as far as most things have a clear lesson attached to them this one is perhaps it's it's an imagination stimulant if you want to call it that. I I mean, I, I had to dig deep, but the lesson I got is if you're having trouble seeing things, but you can hear them, maybe you need to talk to a licensed physician <laughs> to get some to get some glasses. <laughs> That's good. I'm glad I'm glad you've you've dissected this to find the nugget of truth hidden within this this ridiculous scenario. Yeah. 
after that, the glasses make a return. This is if if you thought that this was like just a one-off thing, no, these things are a part of this universe now. Um, Ernie, Ernie's got cookies again, um, but Cookie Monster's there too. Still hidden from view. That's gonna be. <laughs> this has got to be a recurring gag. The Cookie Monster. Uh, he's so sneaky. If he could just learn to eat without making such a racket, uh, Cookie Monster would be fat and happy. <laughs> but unfortunately, uh, Cookie Monster, he he's got the glasses, the the magic goggles, and he and he and he gives them to he gives them to Ernie, right? Yeah. Yeah. And and when when Ernie's preoccupied with the glasses, chows down. Um, Ernie doesn't see it because he's off looking away. Uh, and he eventually finds him, finds Cookie Monster. He's guilty, obviously. Who who else do you think? These puppets never learn. That's that's <laughs> for sure. Very bad lesson. Pattern recognition, Ernie. Come on. And then he gives him the glasses back for for an unclear reason. Uh, Cookie Monster eats those too. Um, but I, I do anticipate a return of the magic glasses sometime oh, in the yes. future. We'll have, yeah. We have another just, oh, look, I see some letters in the distance. <laughs> Let's spend about five minutes detailing letters. Um, it's, well, it's, indeed... not just, it's not letters per se. I mean, I wouldn't say that the skit itself is about the letters. It's about the use of the telescope. It is, it. yeah. But then that brings me to another problem with this is in the previous episodes, you could draw a line from the beginning skit to the end. You could you could like see how one thing led to another. How they ended up at telescopes, I have no clue. <laughs> and you know, I appreciate the you've got to branch out to new things. I understand like it's going to be harder to teach new things and tell a cohesive story as you've already told 114 others. <laughs> so like what haven't we taught yet how a telescope functions <laughs> there was no overarching theme for this this day's episode there absolutely wasn't um you know the closest they've always got their fallback the sponsors uh, for this episode eov and 10 if you're keeping yeah. track at home and then <laughs> and then and then maybe the best skit to make use of repetition the one that didn't get on her nerves at all whatsoever <laughs> was ernie's package scene uh, the mailman comes he's asking ernie for help he doesn't know where this package goes uh, so he asks, do you know who this person is uh, do you remember the name cameron mary ann uh last name a b c d e f g h i j k l m n o p q r s t v w x y z now imagine how funny it would be if I continued to ask for specificity regarding this individual, perhaps a dozen times, let's say. That is that is the crux of the scene. Um, but it's saved at the end. I mean, it's a, it, it's a good goof. I get it. It's it's delightful. It's a classic. You repeat a long thing. But it ends with um, her occupation. You can guess it, right? It, she's a teacher. She's a spelling teacher. And of course, like she she lives next door to... Mr. What like Leonard one two three four five six seven eight nine ten yeah yeah uh, uh, he's he's a he's not a math teacher he's a music teacher <laughs> so I, I I like that that's gonna be a thing I'm probably gonna get grow tired of it I'm gonna grow tired of literally everything 
but <laughs> it's still it's still got the magic of an Burton Ernie scene that ends with a, you know, a little twist. Yeah. So that was the end. There was no little wrap up at the scene. There was there was a little stinger at the end after the credits of Gordon giving the like a warning to the kids. Yeah. Don't call the don't call Dial <laughs> Grouch. This is the equivalent of ask your parents' permission before going online. This is don't use your your parents' phone to dial 9876543321. That's probably like a long distance number anyway. Yeah. You can't get it. So what do you think, Cameron? This is your first episode that you've seen. Uh, are are you going to now watch a bunch more on your own time? Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, for sure. I mean, coming in, I was just expecting another crappy, boring kids show. But in the end, I found that I was laughing a lot more than I thought I was going to. Yeah. And in it, the end, I really actually enjoyed watching it. And this is something that I would definitely do again. Yeah, it's like a lot of things that I find as 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 I buy into it, you know, I say, I'm watching Sesame Street. I'm going to enjoy what Sesame Street has to offer. I'm I'm entirely capable of doing that. Yeah. It is, it is not... It is not dull and and dumb enough to where I'm I can't you know put aside maybe my uh, refined tastes in humor let's say as an 18 year old <laughs> individual I can say hey you know <laughs> Ernie saying the alphabet for the seventh time it's kind of funny still yeah yeah so thanks for joining me Cameron uh, it was it was a pleasure yeah thank you for having me on Michael we'll definitely do this again very soon I um, hope so. But for now, this has been Neighborhood Watch, uh, and we'll catch you next time.